Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christian Victoria, the Faith to Hear Community Podcast. I'm here in Studio B, and not with Pastor Nick Plummer. I am here with somebody special, but I say, not that Pastor Nick's not special, but a special guest today, uh, Hanok Young. Hey, Hanok, how are you? Hey, Ryan. Good to see you. Glad to be back. It's been a while. It has been. It has been a little bit. And We'll get to that. I have okay. I've got my notes. I've got my five points. Okay. And and, and we're gonna go through them. And let's let's stay on track. One by one. That's don't let me I'm don't let me yeah. scatter and that's right. Head off to the golf course or something. You know, I'm gonna let you go wherever you wanna go, but oh, I'm, no. I gotta keep to the the points. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, thanks for being here. Uh, my pleasure. Yeah, believe me. You know, two years is too long. I think. You know. Yeah. Uh, don't you think? I think two years is too long. But COVID, everything, all that craziness. Um, and like I said, we'll get to what you've been doing for the last two years. Sure. But uh, our audience has met you before, but I want to give them a little bit of a reminder of okay. who you are. And sure. the first thing we have today that I want to discuss is activism. Do you consider yourself an activist today? I know you've considered yourself an activist in the past, but do you consider yourself an activist today? It's interesting because the activism that I was involved with in my late teens was either labeled activism or militancy. <laughs> that was tomato, tomato, you know. That was throwing rocks through the windows yeah. of the Egyptian mission kind of thing, um, staging a sit-in in Moscow in the former Soviet Union, uh, going on a settlement attempt uh, in Israel, and you know, getting arrested, um, staging, you know, a, sitting in in a building in in Hebron, Hebron, um, etc chaining ourselves to the gates of the UN. That was like well-known activism, that chaining kind of thing. Chaining yourself to the gates of the UN. 31 of us, yeah. When Arafat was there in November 1974, when I was just a, a, a wee lad. A wee lad. <laughs> a wee lad. <laughs> yes, that was me. Um, in that era, that was expected. That was Interesting, yeah. not considered routine. It's still, yeah. we could do that. We could do a nonviolent demonstration sure. and make page three of the New York Times. Yeah, so interesting that you say that. I guess that back then, they didn't, it, it still existed, but they didn't have the cloud of terrorism no. covering over everything no. uh, like we do today. No, in fact, the... Although you have the, what is it, the underground? What is those guys? Uh, oh, the weather underground? Weather underground. You had, you had some of it, but I guess if you're doing something public and, hey, I'm chaining myself personally... As, as, as uh, a New York City police officer once said to me, he said, you know, I don't mind working these Jewish demonstrations. You know, you guys are like, you know, you're a bunch of nice kids. You're misguided, but, you know, <laughs> you know, n not rowdy. So, like, so it's like, you know... What was it? Yeah, we're big and bad, you know. So, so the activism that I'm involved with now is more of a spiritual bridge-building, connecting kind of activism, uh, reaching out to people who I perceive to be my brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. 
long lost. Um, I don't define them that way. Yeah. They do. Sure. I never go over to someone and say, hey, y'all might be part of Israel. Ah, okay. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, yeah. check this out. You know, handing out a, a little flyer like in Times Square. Sure. Um, back in the old country. No, so it's, it's, it's activism but different. It's, an, a, it's a revolution of the heart and spirit mm. more than taking over a building and breaking windows. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's funny because back then your activism was civil disobedience was the style of activism. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and today I would, I would argue that civil disobedience is white noise today, that there's a hearts and minds game going it's on true. in every area. So like I think about abortion and people have all these things they do for activism for uh, the anti-abortion things, but really what needs to happen is a change of hearts and minds. People need absolutely to, 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 to submit to God and to, believe in biblical to, marriage. To, 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 to picket a, a medical center yeah. is like, you know, been there, done that. Right. Uh, and the irony is, you know, people said, well, could you see yourself doing that old-style activism? Again, it's passe. It's gone. Yeah. That era is over. Sure. There's a lot more danger now. But I picture, like, now, if I sat down on the street, I need someone to help me get up. You know, my <laughs> back would hurt. It's, it's, it's a whole different yeah. dynamic, let's say. Sure. Sure, yeah, and I mean, if you're lighting yourself on fire in the street, you know, and sitting I hate there, when that happens. Don't you hate when that happens? Well, I mean, that's, that's, oof, yeah. So, I mean, there's actually, okay, so, so back in the day, all right, activists. <laughs> I love that, I love that expression. Somewhere along yeah. 1994, Yeah. Right? Um, I was eight years old in 1994, by the way. Uh, in case our listeners are, are wondering, that's called rubbing it in. But <laughs> let, let's, let, let's not go there. Yeah, eight years old. Yeah, I, I remember that, you know. Uh, so in 1994, uh, it's my understanding that's when you got the two-house revelation in some form or fashion. Yeah. Can you tell me, how did that happen? Sure. Yeah. This is like a bizarre thing. There was a, actually, it's, it's still being printed, a, a Jewish newspaper in the New York metropolitan area called the Jewish Press. Um, I get the Jewish Press at my house. Okay. Yeah. So in the back, I they, don't know why. I just get it. Well, I don't know why. I, you know, it's funny. I used to buy it, and I'd look at like the first three pages. Again, that was before Al Gore had invented the internet, ah, so we had no way of, of of getting information and you know different news articles. We bless God for Al Gore every day. Yeah, and he, and he blesses God for himself. <laughs> so I think it's wonderful. Ask him, by the way, by the way, ask Al Gore what he thinks of vote counting back in his era, but let's not go there. No reason to. No reason to. Uh, so there was a small ad in the back of the newspaper. I was sitting there on a Shabbat afternoon, bored out of my mind for whatever reason. And it was a very small ad. The annual meeting of an organization called United Israel World Union was being held in New York City, something an organization committed to one mosaic faith for the entire world. And this is a Jewish organization. Okay, sorry. Please forgive me. Right, go ahead. At this time, yeah. we don't know. Okay. <laughs> and it turns out the answer was no. Oh, okay. Uh, which is even more interesting. And the, the regathering of the lost tribes of Israel. Mm. And that kind of hit me like, whoa. And did you have, what context did you have for the lost tribes of Israel prior to that? You know, as a Jewish kid growing up in an Irish Catholic neighborhood, <laughs> always, you know, with people trying to, you know, stomp my, my face yeah, in every day. Kidding. I mean, other than learning how to fight, I don't have a single good memory of childhood other than my parents of blessed memory. Aww. So this idea that, you know, that there were these like 
big, bad, tough Jewish tribes. Think of like The Rock. Yeah. You know, you find out like The Rock is really your, your long lost big brother. It's like, life is good. So it was, it was an exciting thought. Um, and of course I had encountered, you know, elements of it within biblical prophecy, but you know, I didn't really have a good grasp on biblical prophecy, certainly not the way I do now. Sure. So I go to this meeting. I didn't when I was eight either, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Continue. Continue. This is really not going as well as I thought. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I go to this meeting. There are about 30 people there, maybe 25. And I, if I remember correctly, I think there were two people who had converted to Judaism or were about to convert to Judaism, but they made a big deal out of it because I was the first born Jew that ever like stumbled upon them. Interesting. Okay, so this is so they're converting to, to these, Orthodox Jews, like yeah, rabbi. Or? Yeah, these two people. But the, the, other, the, oh, the rest of them. No. Nope. Oh, okay. No. Nope. Okay. And what was fascinating is the range of beliefs at the time kind of covered the whole spectrum. Now this is back in '94. Yeah. No one knew about the quote unquote messianic movement. No one was talking about Hebrew roots. There weren't named teachers going around. It, this was all in the infancy. Although, yeah, yeah. you know, if you look back into it, it's really the early 90s that people around the world, a handful, began getting this inkling that as, okay, so as was said to me at this meeting, people were like all excited saying, you know, I'm not Jewish. So there's no, there's no classic church replacement theology. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jewish, but I believe I'm part of Israel. And again, those words are key. Sure. Part of Israel, not like I'm Israel and you're not. Right. No, it's nuance. You know. Very important nuance. Yeah. And they were all interesting, all studying the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible. Uh, many were very involved in their belief about Yeshua. And others were not. So you had a hodgepodge. I mean, you had Christians. And they, 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 all, they all were getting along, and they would get together yearly. It was, it was very unusual. Um, and of course, I walked away thinking, you know, kind of like if you remember the Jefferson Airplane, you know, one pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small. I couldn't figure out what they had possibly ingested. <laughs> that caused this delusionary state of mind. Sure. Was it a bad acid trip? I don't know. Yeah. So my reaction was really interesting. And again, keeping in touch with people in the early days of the internet, you know, do you remember people, well, you wouldn't remember this, but <laughs> people were, were, began oh, starting, <laughs> ouch, starting email lists, yeah, yeah. you know, where, where you're, 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 you're typing in the 45 different people that you want to CC on this, yeah, yeah. and then, you know, your dial-up system, you know, okay. Yeah, I'm part of the generation that was part of that. So okay. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really so I began studying the Nivean letters. Yeah. That's really what it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. These were pressure to the meat. The, these were <laughs> and then life got simpler. Yes. Um, so in studying the Nevi'im, the prophets of Israel, mm-hmm. I had one of those like boom moments because all of the prophets of Israel 
speak of Judah and Ephraim, two distinct entities, two distinct entities that at a certain point in history, Hashem, God himself, is going to gather together from the four corners of the earth. Right. So I felt like I should jump up on a horse like a Jewish Paul Revere and yell, the tribes are coming, the tribes are coming. Yeah. And everyone I told that to had the same reaction you did to those other people. He said, you know, you really, I thought you didn't get high. <laughs> How much methamphetamine are you on? Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that was the beginnings simultaneously of the Noahide movement, mm, the Hebrew Roots movement. Yeah. There, the first B'nai Noah conference that I'm aware of happened in 1990 somewhere in, in the Republic of Texas. Uh, so all of this was going on, Hebrew roots, Christian roots. Did you say B'nai Yosef or B'nai Noach? B'nai Noach. Interesting, okay. The Noachides. Yeah. 1990. Uh, then I went to a Noachide, or our listeners would probably say Noahide, uh, conference in Athens, Tennessee in 1995, the weekend that Yitzchak Rabin was assassinated in Israel. Oh, wow. Um, because I remember a local station came to ask me my thoughts because it, and what's interesting is I wasn't an Israeli yet. I still lived in New York. Okay. And, and, and they flashed my name, Hanoch Young, and it said Zionist Jew, <laughs> which was like only, only in Tennessee. Anyway. Yeah, like, uh, so all this is swirling around. There are non-Zionist Jews. I, you want to get right? I mean, yeah, just, yeah. you would think there's like, why would you so, so duplicate it, his name? It's, it's just like, it's like Jewish spokesperson. Not nah, whatever. Yeah. I guess for Athens, Tennessee, I was the only, was the only live Jew they'd ever met. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I kind of did the hokey pokey with what this movement was kind of like. Because, again, my background was activism. Like, this is the greatest information that we should be getting out. We yeah, should be yeah. writing manifestos. We should be putting up banners. Kind of like liberty on the barricades, jumping up there, follow me, waving. And they're like, why? Yeah. And here's a fascinating difference. And I was discussing this with a couple of pastor friends of, of Pastor Nick's the other day. The Christian understanding and mindset of prophecy is, let's wait and see, because God is going to do it. Mm, that, is, that is a common, yeah. Okay, I the agree. Jewish understanding is prophecy is our to-do list. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, like that one better. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Um, and, and you see it with the reestablishment of the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. You see it with the rebuilding of Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria. You see it with our mutual friends from Hayovel. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when the prophets speak of one day again, there will once again be vineyards in Shimon and Samaria. Mm-hmm. It took crazy nuts cuckoo Jews like Nir Lavi and Erez ben Sadon to learn to become vinters, I, I just learned that word the other day, um, learn how to make wine, yeah. and they, through their hard labors and sacrifice, and here's the key part, combined with the volunteers, right. Christians, right. from Hayovel, yeah. combined together to fulfill biblical prophecy. So, okay, so, so back, to, back, back to my story. Yeah. Um, 
so I didn't know what to do with these guys. Right. You know, I, I didn't, because I kind of automatically fell into what I later and always now term mutual respect. Yeah. It wasn't for me to convince them to become me. Right. And as I understood it better, the way I describe it is Judah doesn't try to turn Joseph into Judah. Right. And you all love that part. Oh, but the other sure. part of mutual yeah. respect is right. yeah. that Joseph, Ephraim, <laughs> doesn't try to turn Judah. So, and, that, no. and to this day, there are many people that I've encountered over the years that just can't do that. And their way of understanding how to deal with the future and how to deal with biblical prophecy and how to deal with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, blessed is He, is I'm going to make you me yeah. because I'm right and it's all about me. And what's funny is these same people who were hair on fire Hebrew roots today were hair on fire Baptists five years before and eight years before that they were Methodist, Lutheran, Roman Catholic, Charismatic, Pentecostal, yeah, whatever. You, whatever. One of the 31 flavors, you know? They switched. <laughs> Better than you said it than I did. Well, I mean, yeah. I've been several, so, oh, okay. you know, I could. So it's, it's a sense of, first of all, there's a need for humility. Yes. Of, you know. Imagine that a humble Christian, you know? Just to be able to say, Baruch Hashem, thank God, I now see things more clearly than I ever did before. Right. But instead of going around, like I've had people say to me, they, they're, they're confused because I wear my seat seat inside my pants. I always have. Me too. Oh, okay. Something else we have in common. Um, but they were out really long, I mean like past their knees. Yeah. So that, as they said to me, so when I'm in Walmart and people come and say, whoa, those strings hanging out, I can hit them in the head with my Bible and say, in Leviticus it says, yeah. and I'm thinking, this isn't about hitting anyone in the head. Right. This isn't about saying, I'm superior in my understanding to you. So it's been a long, strange trip. I bet. But my trip didn't, didn't end because in 2009, I finally got to fulfill the mitzvah, the commandment of living in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. So you made Aliyah. I made Aliyah. I'm glad you transitioned there because that is my third point, well, making Aliyah. Okay, well, I'm glad we're on track. <laughs> With this kind of cooperation, Sky's we have no limit. idea where we're going to yeah, go. Sky's this is amazing. Yeah. Sky's the limit. And I have to tell you, in all honesty, that feeling of self-satisfaction that I had fulfilled the divine will, the plan for my life, overwhelmed me. Hmm. And it stuck with me for, oh, about 72 hours. Ah, yeah. And then I had a sense that Hashem, God, brought me to Israel, enabled me after all the financial hiccups and all kinds of things and graduate school loans reality. and reality, yeah. you know, Life's what happens while you're busy making other plans. That's right. Um, that's uh, Rabbi John Lennon, uh, <laughs> one of the sages of the Talmud. Uh -huh. uh, yes. Didn't know that, did you? I'm sharing insights that yeah. most people don't know. Blowing my mind. Yeah. So what did, what did Hashem want from me? And then it hit me. I was going to take the incredibly rigorous and challenging tour guides course, course 
because who else was going to be prepared to show my long lost brothers and sisters their homeland again yeah. but me, moi. Yeah. Three years of study, horrific exams because glutton for punishment that I am, I'm going to take it in Hebrew, all in Hebrew. Wow. And my Hebrew was pidgin Hebrew at the time. Yeah. So incredible. what's interesting is when we covered topics like uh, Second Temple period, Christianity, I already had a background in it. So as soon as I, I learned, like when the professor was saying Tzalbonim, he was talking about crusaders. It's like, okay, I got it. The problem is when we spent eight and a half hours in the field learning about different plants, I have no clue. I can uh -huh. name three trees in Israel. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's so, an olive tree? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's an, an oak tree. Yeah, man, that's acacia. And that's it. <laughs> and otherwise, Hanoch doesn't do green. Oh, no, so sorry. I would venture to say, unless you have an arborist in your group, you're pretty safe to point at whatever and say whatever. You know? Well, you know, <laughs> and then every once in a while, you get the kind of like really annoying kind of person. <laughs> and um, this was, oh, this was Shemitah. It must have been 2014-ish. 2014, 2015, because we're in it now, and it's every seven years. And he said, they're not supposed to be growing things. Like, what's that in the field? And the bus is going like 90 kilometers an hour, you know, hurtling down the road. So I look over and I said, uh, rocks. Because really, when you looked out, all you could see is dirt and rocks. Yeah. I, what I know what they're planting in this particular field, in this little speck of Israel, I mean, we're a tiny country, but yeah. we're not that small. Yeah, of course. So... All of this fit in together for me, but it, it got pushed to another level in 2013. Because back in 2005, 2008, I spoke at some national conferences, uh, which were a thing in America at the time. Sure, yeah. But it was in 2013 that people said, you know, Hanoch, you need to be coming back to America and sharing this message of mutual respect for the reconciliation and restoration of all of Israel. You know, no strings attached. I'm your brother. I'm holding out my arms. I'm welcoming you in the same classic way that Yosef, Joseph, embraced his brothers. Sure. Never said like, hey, <laughs> what, do you, what do you do about this? Or what calendar are you using now, guys? So it was, it was really a remarkable thing. Right, it's funny that you say that because I think one of the things that I've, I don't want to say had success with, but one of the things that I feel like gives people some perspective is like when you were, say, let's say you had a brother and that you were finally reunited with your actual brother. Like, what was your, what's the conversation like? Is it, oh my gosh, where have you, how's everything going? You know, tell me about your kids. Tell me about, you know, what, have you, what are you doing for work? I mean, like, you have all these things that you're going to catch up on and none of them have to do with what calendar are you on, you know, or, or whatever. You know, no, you know, no, and, and not only that, remember... Their big debate was, should we kill him? Should we sell him into slavery? It's kind of like, hmm. So, like, there's so, and, and so I always, you know, like, if, if, if like, yeah, Hanoch, you're the cinematographer. You're producing this scene. What would it be like in your mind? Mm. It would be like Kill Bill. Yosef grabbing a giant samurai sword and hacking at his brothers, taking revenge. But instead of that, he falls on it, and, and he reassures them. He reassures them that there'll be no retribution. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino's got to be pretty sick. I mean, there's, there's a lot of revenge in his movies, right? 
Side note. What a coincidence. <laughs> and he's married to an Israeli now. So there you, there you have it. There you have it. What does that mean? Absolutely nothing. No. Um, and I've been coming back sometimes three, four times a year. Yeah. How uh, many trips is it? This is now 23. Now, of course, I, like the world, yeah. was on hiatus for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. We were doing the hokey pokey with, uh, with lockdowns. Yeah, man. You know, we're in, we're out, we're in, we're out. Um, about. And, and yeah, and the thing is, the hardest part of that not only was not being here in America because y'all are the people that I connect with, mm -hmm. the people I'm closest with, you know, other than my family. Yeah. And it was very, very hard to be away. What was worse, though, was trying to keep people focused on working towards the restoration of all of Israel as opposed to worrying about the latest thing that Fauci said or didn't say or, you know, whether he was wearing a mask at the ball game right. or, you know, have you seen this video that, I don't know this guy, but Marcus Wolby, MD, is an authority, or Dr. Kildare. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. these are all like ancient, you know, TV characters. Dr. Oh. Seuss, did you hear what Dr. <laughs> Seuss said about epidemiology? You know. Um, so that's been really, yeah. that's been really, really tough. Well, that's taxing because it's a distraction. And that's the thing. We live in an era where we're experiencing what I believe to be the ultimate distraction. Yeah. Well, with the heart of an activist, I'm sure that that's got to be the worst scenario, like powerless to get rid of these distractions. You know, it's a, that, like, hey, I'm trying to promote and get you guys focused over here. That's my activism. But everybody's like, look, shiny object. You know? yeah, yeah, squirrel. Yeah. Yeah, where? Where? Yeah. Um, it was bad enough. I mean, the last day that I worked and got paid for <laughs> was March 5th, 2020. Wow. My government was basically throwing us a bone, uh, like when you get a 1,500 shekel subsidy over two months, which, of course, is 750 shekels a month, which at the current rate is about $240 a month. You know, it's not like real support. Yeah, um, yeah, that understand. stopped in January 2021. Uh, in December... So like a year ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. In December 2021, just two months ago, a Victor Lieberman, our finance minister, came out and said, if you're a tour operator or a tour guide, you need to find another profession. Mm. Meaning the finance ministry will provide no... Now, they are, they are offering... Um, to get you into retraining for another field huh. with the provision that you cannot ever return to guiding. So if guiding comes back fully next year, you, you can't. Now, since it's a government license, they can prevent that. So, you know, yeah, jobs like yeah, being a bus driver um, or the one that I saw recently before coming was learning how to repair microwaves. Yeah which, of course, I have the skill set for. It must be the Russian Jew group. I have no clue who does that. <laughs> but also, I'm, at a, I'm of the age where no company is going to hire me for a retraining program. Because, yeah. you know, they, they can't forecast 15 years of me working for them. So it's incredibly challenging. So on the one hand, there was no income. But, and on the other hand, I felt powerless to help my friends, brothers and sisters in the work for the restoration. And yeah. that has been brutal, Yeah, brutal. Um, 
I wasn't able to, at, at times I wasn't able, we, you know, when we were under lockdown, I, I wasn't able to, to go to the airport. And then, you know, there was chaos here. Um, congregations weren't meeting. No one knew what to do. You know, people were running around stocking, stockpiling toilet paper. You know, this is, you know, a, a couple of... great Halloween, you know? Yeah, we've got to do something with it. Um, you know, people weren't stockpiling zinc, vitamin C, or, or vitamin D, but they were stockpiling toilet paper oh, for yeah. a respiratory yeah. virus. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the good news is... Well, I it's got, the irony isn't lost on the people listening. I hope they, they're but, picking this up. Yeah. So as of right now, um, I'm still not working. Israel, in the last number of weeks, has begun to allow in tourists. But there is a global international travel fiasco situation oh, going on. Absolutely, yeah. Every country in the world that you would want to visit, including Israel, and including the United States of America, by the way, requires you to be vaccinated if you're a tourist. Uh, there's also some countries are dealing with the proof of recovery in the last six months, but they're only honoring um, Israel and the European Union, those 27 countries, because we have it digitized. We have digitized records. Okay. So, yeah. you know, I could pull up, you know, a scannable code and that, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, not the here. United States, no. Yeah. Not only does the U.S. only have paper records, but you can buy for $15 a forged certificate of recovery on eBay. So, yeah. And if I'm aware of that, the yeah. powers that be are aware. So, yeah, for sure. it, it, the, the, the hope and the prayer is that we're closer than further to being able to travel back to Israel mm -hmm. once again. Um, I'm hanging on. It's a struggle. Um, you know, you, you know, you, you, you rip out your cable for your TV. Um, he goes, well, I can save 220 shekels a month. You know, it, it's kind of pathetic because that's yeah. about $74. Right. It's like, oh, I just saved 74 I just saved, you know, bundle all my car insurance. Yeah, when you're getting 20, $240 a month, that's, yeah. you know, so it's, yeah. a quarter of what you're, you know. So it's, 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 um, it's fascinating, but it's, it's been great to be here the last mm. six weeks, connecting yeah. and reconnecting with people. Yeah. Um, we're already talking uh, a number of locations, including here at Beit Tehillah, yeah. of my coming back, Bezat Hashem, with God's help, in the June, July-ish time frame, yeah, cool. which is far more forgiving weather-wise oh, yeah. in the U.S. to travel. Um, because our work together yeah is is crucial sure i want to ask you a question um sure for just for, really mostly for the benefit from a context standpoint because we've we talk about the two houses here baked tehillah and out there in the world right. of hebrew roots and messianic politics there's uh, a spectrum of different ideologies all still called the two houses right whether it's uh, a bloodline or British Israelism, you know, kind of connected together or whatever it is. I mean, I, I, there's, there's a whole slew of different things. Right. And I don't necessarily want to parse through the technicalities of what's what or any of that stuff. Um, from your perspective, you have a, a two-house understanding, right? And I don't know many Jewish people. We have, you know... You have lots of Jewish so, friends. Yeah, lots of sure. we deal with a lot of yeah. especially Israelis. So yeah. Right? The Israeli Jews people seem to be more prone to 
talk to us and hang out with us and have a relationship with us than say maybe the local guys. Although if we go to them, they've also been uh, the local yeah. Chabad rabbi has been fantastic. I mean, hanging out with him. But um, when you talk about the two houses, I think that the context kind of I want to just discover what does that mean. Okay. I mean, I know and, if I'm in Judah. But no, that's no, the no, no. But this is yeah. This How is this today? is what this is what's fascinating. The term two house theology, yeah, which is the big bone of contention between lots of elements of the Hebrew Roots Movement and the Jewish Messianic organizations, that term is totally unknown in the Jewish community in Israel. Nobody uses that term. Sure. The understanding and the assumption that all of the tribes of Israel will be reunited one day is a universal belief. It's fascinating. Right. It's, it's, nobody walks around saying, you know, now, that doesn't mean that in Israel they figured out how we're going to be one people again. Sure. We are very distinct in our religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. But the reason I'm able to console myself about this is really simple. Because the prophet Yechezkel, Ezekiel, says about that we're going to be one in his hand. Right, that God's going to do right. it. Right. Yeah. Our job is to draw closer and closer together. Yeah. Which is exactly what we're doing here, sure. exactly what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Because we can't, I mean, you know, it'd be great if people put us in charge of the world, Ryan, don't you think? I, I think it'd be great. I think my and I, and I need a fantastic And opinion. I need a, a job, at least a part-time job <laughs> right now. So that would be wonderful. I need an income. Well, someone pointed out to me, you don't need a job, you just need an income. And that's one of those, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you should feel free to be able to walk. Just don't get your shoes dirty. Yeah, tomato, tomato. How am I going to do that? Yeah. Anyway, um, we beca it's, it's, it's Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, blessed is He, yeah. that is going to make us one. How He's going to do it, you know what? He split the sea. Sure. He's going to figure it out. So I think I think I want to clarify maybe because some of the groups out there see, like and I, even I follow some of these people on social media, they're, you know, they're going to Ethiopia. And they're finding people from Ethiopia that are Jewish, or they're right. going to India, and they're finding yes. people that are, you know, literally they're doing either DNA test or some way have descendant, you know, traditions or something that are Jewish, some way that they're identifying these people, and they're calling them Jewish when they do that. Well, so that's oh, sorry, one, so that's one I'm sorry, group, right? okay. But then there's a whole other group of people that are. I, this is going to sound funny, but trans identity, right? They've, they've. That's the modern term. That's the modern term. So I, I mean, you heard it here first, you know. Um, the, the, these people are self-identifying by biblical prophecy and right. through faith, and, and and there's a string of verses that they're using to get there. Right. People can agree or disagree, but I'm just telling you from the that are identifying. So for for somebody like yourself, and maybe you're in Israel trying to tell other people, who are the people right. that you need to be getting with? Okay. Here's the thing that's really interesting. Um, and it's not so much in Ethiopia anymore, but in India, the Bnei Menashe. Each and every one of them, yeah, Manasseh, who's, who's Manasseh, right? right, yes, okay. who self-identifies, goes through a full Orthodox halachic conversion. They don't, they don't get anointed as a Jew. So that, that's an important piece. Interesting. That's a very important I piece. I didn't know that. Yes. So, the other people that we're talking about, like the guy <laughs> I'm looking at right now, is not interested I'm in not, becoming yeah. Jewish. Correct. 
great. Part of Israel, not Jewish. Right. Okay. How are we going to be one people? That's a God thing. Oh, yeah. That, this is, you know, it, it, it's, it's strange because in America today, I get a real sense from people that they're not willing to let God be God. Sure. They want to figure it out. You know, we've, we've got fancy pants iPhones. We, we, we can calculate anything. Right. Uh, this you're not going to be able to calculate. Yeah. And, you know, when people use the term greater exodus, I understand that not as, you know, like conjugating a verb, like great, greater, greatest, you know, so if 600,000 males left Egypt, you know, approximately 2 million-ish people, sure. uh, this must be like 4 million or 46 million or 400 million, whatever. Yeah. I see it greater in the sense of God's miracles. Yeah. That, and the, and he's going to, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be somewhat laughable to, after the fact, look back and say, oh, wow, that's how we did it? Yeah. Really? So I'm very excited about that. And our job is to draw close to each other, join together on behalf of Israel. Yeah. Uh, join together at a time when violent anti-Semitism worldwide is it a, a fever pitch that we haven't seen since 1939, right. preceding the Shoah, the Holocaust? Uh, there's a lot of danger. The world is in upheaval. And the key is not to sit and speculate what the next local ordinance is going to be. Yeah. Um, but rather to say, what can I do today for the restoration of all of Israel? Yeah. It's funny, I've been saying that for probably now it's two years. Uh, the mission hasn't changed. Not at all. Right? Uh, there's, there's details and things that, are, that may change or whatever here or there, but the mission hasn't changed. We're still doing the nope. same thing. The mission has not changed. No. And, uh, and that should be true for Christians, whether they have this revelation or not, right? I mean, the mission hasn't changed, right? I mean, the, 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 we're so distracted. The, admittedly, it would be a lot easier to be able to focus on Israel and readily think of supporting Israel if you're able to go. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. But this is a temporary situation. Sure. This is not going to last forever. And the very fact that in November the U.S. began requiring tourists to America to be vaccinated indicates to me that now the entire world is on board with this. So the entire world will make a decision sooner than later. Yeah. To relax this kind of thing. Yeah. Because we, as a world, have dealt with flus, viruses, pandemics before. Yeah. And we'll, we'll deal with it now, too. Yeah. No, I that thousand percent agree. Um, so for you, it's, it's the people that find you through things like this or through other people's things or through your website that want to work together. I mean, that's the, the low-hanging fruit for you. So then maybe right. there's people watching that aren't part of Ektahila that yes. you know, could reach out to you. I would love that. Um, um, even if they're not, like, don't quite understand. I think that part of this is uh, we're not going to understand everything, and we're not going to agree on everything, but that's okay. Who cares? That's what I mean, right? Sometimes we're prioritizing things that aren't really you know, necessary yeah. to prioritize. Um, the goal is the restoration of everything. And the goal is yeah. that Messiah comes and that we do literally have one head, right, as the prophecies say. Like, wouldn't that be cool? 
I mean, you'd be happy with that, right? Yeah. I would be this happy is with what that. we're all happy with. This is what we're <laughs> allegedly. This is what we're all striving towards. Yes. Yes. Um, and that does not require working towards that goal. Does not require you to cut the legs out from the person to your right or left. Right. Whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, so people can email me at youngbarzell at gmail dot com. That's y o u n g b a r z e l at gmail.com. Okay. You can friend me on Facebook. Yep. Drop me a note. If you forget any of this stuff, contact Ryan. Yeah. Say, Ryan, yeah, yeah. that guy, whatever his name is, Hanoch, yeah, yeah. H-A-N-O-C-H. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from people. And then uh, do you still have a website? Yes. Okay. Koliyehuda.com. K-O-L-Y-E-H-U-D-A. And that's a voice, com. a voice from a voice, Judah. A voice from Judah. Got it. A voice from Judah. Okay. You'll notice it's not the voice, the only voice, the, the right. indescribably the delicious. Judah, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, then it's the all the voices from Judah. Are just all together now. All together now. All, yeah, that's the, right. You're not the reigning self-proclaimed authority on the I'm subject. not the grand poobah. I'm a wonderful tour guide, but I'm not the grand poobah of the world. No. You know what? That's another point. Israel's going to open. I believe it by faith. Absolutely. Israel's going to open, and we're going to be going back to the land of Israel. And uh, Only if you're prepared. That's only right. if you've been saving now, and only yeah. if you get your passport. That's right. And... To that point, to get your passport, get prepared, all of those things. But to, your, to that point, uh, somebody that wants to experience Hanok, right, and connect yes. and all those things, a great way to do that would be to use you as a tour guide on a tour. Hmm, let me think about that for a minute. I think two birds, yeah. one stone. Yeah, whoosh. yeah. Um, and at this point, I'm, I'm traveling back to the States, I think, about twice a year. These trips are really, really draining. Um, I, I, you know, it, it, and because of Southwest Airlines and their connections, you know, the, these like getting up at three in the morning kind of thing. It's, you know, as we say in Hebrew, no es bueno. So this is not good. at three a.m. No, I have to get up at three. I have to be in the car at three thirty because I have I have to be there at four thirty to fly at six ten. It's okay. Oy vey. Oy vey, that's right. I'll give you a call on the way and say, Ryan, what's up, man? Um, yeah, so those kind of things. So actually, if, if a congregation or a fellowship would be interested in hosting me in the approximate June and July-ish time frame, now would be a really good time to kind of get on my dance card. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm you really... You dance card. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, it's an old reference way before my time, yeah, surprisingly, yeah. but it's a cute thing. Yeah, it is. Um, and people kind of giggle, <laughs> maybe, or just say, I mean, what? You know, it's, anyway, um, because I think the next trip, I'm going to spend more time at fewer locations. Oh, now, good, yeah. the problem is, of course, um, the financial aspect of it. Less places, less opportunities yeah. for an offering, and I've got no other source of income right now. Sure. That's a problem. But physically, I, I mean, I, you know, I just yeah. and and you know and, and 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 please don't write me and say there's a congregation you know in the next county over uh, called X Y Z. I've gotten a very clear message from the big boss. Yeah. Not an audible message. I don't. I don't get those. But a sense of 
stop chasing after people. Yeah. And of course, as Pastor Nick tells me repeatedly, go where you're celebrated, not, not where you're tolerated. tolerated. Yep. And he's right. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think, um, I think I agree. June, July, you'll be here. So if you guys have a congregation and you want, you know, I believe in, in, in especially as Christians, right? And some of us don't call ourselves Christians. Some of us do within the Hebrew roots. Whatever you call yourself. They can call themselves Marie, Queen of Romania. Yeah. It's fine. If, if you identify with and love Israel, if you yes. identify as part of Israel, it's here's good me, enough for me. Here's what I know. I know that uh, there's other Israeli Jews that make a circuit around the United States to Hebrew Roots congregations. Yes, they do. I don't know of another person that has this revelation of the two houses and the understanding. I mean, they understand that there's going to be a Geula and that the nations, right? And they kind of just lump us in as the nations. And so I think that's great, but there's a, a deeper word here. And I, I believe so. that in the spirit, when people are bringing you, that's sowing a seed into this, this movement of what we're doing, this reconciliation movement to say, hey, I'm serious about this. I'm a player in this. I want to be part of this. I want to participate, right? Yeah. It's a step in that direction. I'd like to think so. I would like to think so too. And, a, hey, and you might benefit from it, you know? So. <laughs> Which, which we all benefit from, and I think that's the point. Amen. Um, when, and, 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 you know, there's, there's a lot of, lot of teachings out there in the Hebrew roots and a lot of things that people are putting emphasis and focus on. I want Messiah to come. That's what I want. I personally, I mean, I desire it. Uh, I think about it. I dream about it. That's what I want. I want that to happen. And when I think about what are the things, because there's a, a, what we call a doctrine of imminency, right, that, you know, Right. Messiah could come at any moment, okay? And it's not that I don't believe that. We're getting closer. I, and I feel that we're right on the precipice, right? Amen. But I don't want to stand on the precipice, right? I want to jump off, right? So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what do we need? Parachute? Like, what, what are the pragmatic things that we can do now? Yeah. So that when, hey, when Messiah comes and he has an administration to set up, he's like, hey, I want this guy over here because he's working, you know, whatever it is, you know? Well, maybe a job. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I can guide part-time. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever it takes. But you get the point, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, and so I think that I would, I would love to see people that, you know, listen or watch to us to reach out to you because... I'd love that too. I just don't know uh, of another, another way to, from a, especially from a spiritual sense, right? I mean, maybe they have some pragmatic things they could get out of something, but I don't know from the spiritual sense to, to align yourself with... And this. connect. And connect, right. Yeah, and absolutely. Do and do this. Wonderful. All right. Awesome. Any, any last comments? Are you good? Yeah. So, koloyehuda.com. Right. K-O-L-Y-E-H-U-D-A. Correct. Dot com. Right. And then... I On Facebook, it's Hanoch Young, H-A-N-O-C-H. Yep. Y-O-U-N-G. Okay. Uh, and if you send me a friend request, just say, like, hey, I heard you on the podcast with Ryan. Yeah. Um, just so I don't think that you're, you know, one of those fake profiles. Well, especially since in the Hebrew roots, it's probably some interesting <laughs> picture of the Lion of Judah. Or some pseudonym. Cliff art. You know, yeah, let's not even go there. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I, no, let's not. I love you all, every single one of you. Um, and then uh, you mentioned an email address as well. Young Barzell, Y-O-U-N-G-B-A-R-Z-E-L, at gmail.com. Perfect. All right. 
Well, listen, if you want to reach out, you've got the information. I encourage you to do it. Please do it. Um, and then if you have any questions for me, you guys know it's Ryan at twopraise.net. Bless you guys and you. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm one of the guys, so yeah, it's, co right. it's cool. That's true. <laughs> have a great week. See y'all.